I have mentioned this before, but it's never made it into an episode. Uh, when do you sleep? Uh, well, I wasn't sleeping when you. I, I was taking a nap. I guess. I guess. So, I guess. So, I'm being, I guess. I'm, I I'm, guess I'm being pedantic, right? But it's. it's I wasn't it's sleeping. Important... My eyes were just closed, and my brain was non-functional. Well, it, it is a distinction because. So I, I I was I was worried about this, but I thought I was gonna I thought I was gonna do fine. I'm like I'll take a nap, and I'm like maybe night will call me. Um, you know I sleep when I sleep. <laughs> it's just it's just and I said this before to you, but it seems like any time of day when I message you, you respond within half an hour usually. Yeah, this was the, this was the exception. This yeah, was the, this was was the like, one exception. Like took about... probably right about when I was falling asleep, so like I fell asleep and yeah. then he messaged me. Our our guest Alex, how is uh how has your sleep schedule been during quarantine? Because <laughs> mine's been completely fucked. Uh, well, I've still are been. You, are you working from home or are you going into a place? I'm going into a place. I'm mm, a... so you have to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm a groundskeeper, so working outside. So it's it's pretty you know socially distant and all that. Uh, yeah, I, I will say because I think you messaged me <clears throat> this morning uh, to to agree to be on the show, and I believe did I respond to you right away? No, you messaged me last night at uh, almost yeah, eleven I, I, my time, and then I responded at uh, about six a.m. my time. Right, and I don't know why I didn't respond right away because I was awake. <laughs> <laughs> like still I hadn't awake? slept. I was still awake. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. Yeah. Um. Because I, I see the message on my time was 4:42 a.m. and the yeah. I, it was definitely like it was definitely 5:30 or 6 by the time I went to sleep last night or this morning. So, uh, it's 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 gotten to the point where um I like I I will try to sleep early, and then I'll uh I'll look out the window. And here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. And I say, it's all right. Helicopters and welcome to this episode of Motion City Podcast. I'm Naim Siddiqui. Joining me, as always, Jacob Walton. How's it going, Jake? Good. <laughs> it's two. It's two episodes in a row of just good. Yeah. <laughs> um, also joining us this episode, you heard his voice there in the beginning. It is uh, my friend Alex Bernhard. I know him better as Desmond Has a Barrow. Which is why he's on this episode. Uh, how you doing today, Alex? Good. <laughs> you motherfuckers! You're doing this on purpose now. <laughs> what, what am I? What, um, look at yeah. the lyrics. What am I supposed to say? How you doing? Uh, it's all right. No, that's no, no. Feels like years since it's been here. No. Smiles returning to my face. <laughs> I I mean there's plenty. There's actually there's actually quite a quite a bit, Jake. <laughs> Disagree. Um 
So, yes, yeah, so we are talking about Here Comes the Sun, uh, originally by the Beatles from the album Abbey Road, uh, covered by Motion City Soundtrack on the Minnesota Beatle Project, Volume 3. Uh, Jake, let me ask you first, uh, do you remember where slash when you first heard Here Come the Sun? I mean, it's so it's it's tough with the Beatles, right? Because <laughs> it's so ingrained in in our human consciousness. Um, but there's, do you do you happen to have any recollection? No of it? Beatles song I remember hearing for the first time. Yeah, I I I guess I I agree with that. For, for so for me, I can't remember hearing Here Comes the Sun for the first time. But recently, I rewatched the Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap. Uh, and the song's in there, and that must be the first place I heard this song. It was a cover version; it wasn't the original, but it, it has to be the first place I heard the song. Um, would be the Lindsay Lohan "Parent Trap," which came out in 1997, long ago. 1998. So I, I, w- I would have been five years old. Um, and I, like, I remember watching that movie quite a few times as a kid. So that must, like, that must be it. And in, in fact. It's probably the first Beatles song I ever heard. Um, there was a lot of music going on, you know, my house growing up. So, yeah, my dad, my dad. Well, my, I mean, my yeah, my parents, my parents aren't from this country, so, um, <laughs> so any any uh, English language music education I have is uh, is all from my own osmosis my brother also picked stuff up yeah um and and i and i got some stuff from him but he he picked stuff up like he actively tried to learn about music and uh, i i mentioned to you yesterday jake you asked me about backstreet boys my brother came to america at the age of nine um and uh and he was mostly pakistani and so what he did was he went and looked at the Billboard chart for top albums and bought the top albums. And that was Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears and NSYNC. And he didn't realize yeah. that that's not what teenage boys listen to. Uh, so he got those albums. And then later he also bought like a Nas album and a Mace album and a Smash Mouth album because that's what teenage boys listen to, <laughs> not what teenage <laughs> girls listen to. Um, but so, so like my brother, the music education I got from my brother is also weird. There's so much <laughs> stuff that I picked up off osmosis. I think, uh, Alex, you might have been in the chat where, uh, where we were talking about the two uh, young African American kids who just discovered Phil Collins for the first time. Um, uh, I was. I don't think I ever had a chance to actually watch that video, though. I forgot gotcha. about it. Well, uh, but it's, I mean, it's, it's same sort of kind of concept, right? Like, just like th- <clears throat> n- not hearing something that is so just sort of iconic and in the public consciousness uh, mm-hmm. seems very, very odd. But uh, you know, I understand it. <laughs> um, yeah. Alex, what's uh, what's your sort of how did how did you come to be such a big Beatles fan? Were your parents Beatles fans? Is that uh not really. So okay, my first exposure to the Beatles was in kindergarten, I believe. In my grade school we did we called it the variety show, just like the school talent show. Mm-hmm. Me and four other boys stood up there in the bright lights with little toy guitars strumming along trying to sing i don't think i sung because i was too nervous there's a video of my friend keep looking over at me like 
stomping his foot and like trying to get me to sing. I just, I just was not having it. Uh, so that was my first exposure. I think we sang uh, "All Together Now" and "Yellow Submarine." All right. But then, uh, apart from that, I didn't really start listening to them until the end of grade school. I was in like seventh and eighth grade. I really liked the Who for some reason around then. I really like the Who still. Some horse is gonna have like who's a good yeah, I mean, voice. <laughs> like, I yeah, again, that's the I don't voice. know why I was so fixated on them, but then I did that, I did that. somehow the Who led me to the Beatles. I I get that. It's, uh, it's it's funny because I I've I think I tweeted this recently too. Is like I've never particularly considered myself like a big Beatles fan. Like I like the Beatles. Who doesn't like the Beatles? I I, I like the Beatles perfectly fine. But I'm not like particularly somebody who is like I need to seek out all the Beatles I can. Um, as evidenced by, for example, the fact that that one day like a year ago I was like. <laughs> Alex, I just understood your the, your username, which is Desmond Hasabero, the first lyric of Obla Di Obla Da. Um, <laughs> um, that was a great moment. The, <laughs> it was a good moment. But uh, but then, like, I I'll see other people not understand, like, have ne- never having heard of Strawberry Fields Forever, and I'm just like, I don't that I all like I don't get not knowing. I don't know. It's it's such a weird thing. It's funny. Like um, Norwegian Wood is a Beatles song that comes up for some reason a lot in trivia, and I just like I've never heard Norwegian Wood. It's never gonna come to mind if you ask trivia about a Beatles song, but it comes up so often that I really should just sit down and listen to Norwegian Wood ten times and be like, okay, now I have the song memorized. <laughs> um, it's a uh, good song. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, like so I've never like particularly considered myself like a big Beatles fan, um, but. I guess average to above average. I don't know. Like every every Beatles song I remember being a favorite Beatles song was not a song that I heard because of the Beatles initially. So again, like my, I think my first favorite Beatles song was this song, Here Comes the Sun, which I'm pretty sure I heard covered on the Parent Trap soundtrack. Um, and then it was Help, which I know for a fact I first heard covered on the soundtrack of the movie Cheaper by the Dozen, which I watched a billion times the the um the Steve Martin remake of Cheaper by the Dozen um and uh and then um with a little help from my friends which I first heard Ringo I mean it was Ringo but Ringo doing it on uh, the Jimmy Fallon show and I think with a little help from my friends is probably still currently my favorite Beatles song um in fact, the by the way, the help cover on the Brother Dozen soundtrack was by Fountains of Wayne, who we've talked about on the show before, and we'll talk about again in the future because the motion soundtrack to Fountains of Wayne cover as well. Um, yeah, I, I guess I mean we can go through a little bit of history, sort of. I don't know. I mean, Beatles histories. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Everyone knows the Beatles: John, Paul, George, Ringo. Um, this song is from Abbey Road, which is an iconic album. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I remember uh, when I was first getting into them, for whatever, I don't know why I chose Abbey Road, but I distinctly remember picking it up from the library and just listening to it for however long I had it over and over. It's, I mean, it's, it's such an iconic album cover, like at the, at the very bare minimum. Like if you look at Beatles albums, just looking by cover and you wanted to, to pick one to listen to, 
I would probably pick Abbey Road. Like, it's it's even even not necessarily like, even if I didn't know sort of the the history and and the references and all that. Like, I think it is the best of their album covers. I agree with that, and I feel like it's the most like in the zeitgeist. Like, yeah. everyone has heard of Abbey Road. Yeah, and that covers right. Yeah, so parodied. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so parodied and so iconic. Well, I, uh, we're we're gonna talk a little about the movie yesterday a little bit later, but uh, like that's the poster for it, and that's all you need to do. Like, you have him walking on the cross, the the zebra crossing is what they call it there, uh, at Abbey Road, and that's enough to tell you this is a movie that has to do with the Beatles. <laughs> like, that's, um. So I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh it's it's a great record. I I, I sat down and listened to it. I think. Probably not for the first time ever, because I definitely, I definitely also got into the Beatles around like two thousand nine ish, um, or at least tried to get into the Beatles. Like I, I torrented all the Beatles records and sat down and like let me listen to the Beatles, um, and uh, you know, it's it's a it's a good record. There's a Ringo song on on Abbey Road, so like that's always a plus um, because Ringo is my favorite Beatle despite him being nobody else's favorite Beatle. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, I guess, I mean, history of the song. So this is one of two songs on this record written by George Harrison. Um, you know, as as everyone knows, most of the Beatles songs were written by, officially, the Lennon-McCartney duo, but, you know, either Lennon or McCartney for the most part, I, I, I'd figure. Um, a little A little bit of together, but... The Beatles history is weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's one of those things that, like, if you know it, you're like, yeah, of course, this is this is the history of the Beatles. And if you don't know it, it's like, okay, so John Lennon and George McCartney, John Lennon and George McCartney, Paul McCartney, <laughs> we're in a band. Um, anyway, uh, actually. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about the movie right, right, right now. Uh, but uh, I part of me wonders if, uh, if in the movie yesterday, in the history of the movie yesterday, did the Quarrymen exist? Like, I don't know. It, it's never like, did they exist and then just like they broke up in 1960 or whatever, and then you know they just never showed up or, or anyway, it's fine, it's fine. Um, so this was late Beatles, um, Abbey Road was was the second to last Beatles record um uh preceding uh Let It Be. Let It Be was the the last record. Uh last one and... they recorded though. Yeah, that's that's true. Yes, the last one they recorded. Um I don't know. It, it's it's weird that the, the some a lot of the later stuff is more iconic. Some of the earlier stuff obviously is iconic. Um you know, 8 Days a Week was uh was on Beatles for Sale. But um, it's hard to to talk about the the history of such such an iconic song. Yeah. Do Do you have any any particular knowledge about the history of this song, Alex? Can't say that I do off the top of my head. But uh, just kind of I mean, sad. I took I took a class just about the Beatles in college as my fine arts credit. Nice. That's so. It's like it was made I really, for you. I really should remember more. No, I mean, so um. so they like obviously since this is the last album they recorded. We know the the 
the the seeds of tension were there. Um, George had quit the Beatles for a bit, a little while before the writing of this song. Um, he he says he wrote it at Eric Clapton's house. Uh, says here comes the sun was written at a time where when Apple Apple Records was like was getting like school, and where we had to go and be businessmen, sign this and sign that. Anyway, it seems as if winter in England goes on forever. By the time spring comes around, you really deserve it. Sorry, by the time spring comes, you really deserve it. So one day I decided I was going to sag off Apple, and I went over to Eric Clapton's house. The relief of not having to go see all those dopey accountants was wonderful, and I walked around the garden with one of Eric's acoustic guitars and wrote "Here Comes the Sun." I mean. First of all, it's it's amazing how uh, excellent of songwriters all of the Beatles were. Uh, that like George Harrison's the third greatest songwriter in the band, <laughs> like and yeah. uh, you know one of like the twenty greatest songwriters of all time. Like it's um, yeah. It, it, so they uh, interestingly Lennon didn't contribute to the song at all so the recording of the song has no Lennon on it he was in a car crash um so there's no there's no Lennon on the song at all it's just it's George Harrison uh Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr um and uh this song as as with uh much of Abbey Road has some Moog synthesizer on it which is might be why Motion City selected it as the song they wanted to cover because uh as we know uh Alex not as well because Alex knows anything about Motion City, but as we know, uh, Motion City is a is a big uh, like they, they use Moog all over their their tracks. That's one of the uh, Jesse Johnson plays the Moog. He's the Moog player for the band. Um, so uh, yeah, so there was Moog on uh, because here comes the sun, Maxwell Silver Hammer, and I think a couple other tracks. Each of the each uh, George, Paul, and John all played Moog at various points on this record. Uh, on Abbey Road, um, which is interesting because I mean, like this is this is 1969, and the Moog was invented in 1965, so you know they were they were very much sort of on the the cutting edge of uh, of you know musical technology here. Um, I guess let's let's talk about the song itself. It, it's 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 funny. I, I told I said to Jake last night. Because uh, we were we were listening through Beatles stuff, and I, I said, uh, like I I don't even I can't even joke that we should do a <laughs> Beatles podcast because we're not good enough music critics to even joke about doing a Beatles podcast. <laughs> like there's there's so many rungs above us uh, that like we we can't even like think about the idea of talking about the Beatles on a podcast, uh, and. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just it's such such an iconic band and such an iconic sound. So, I mean, the original song is kind of a perfect song. When uh, when I was when I was thinking songs. about this yeah. before I, before I like you know when when this first came up, I'm like, I was thinking like this has got to be is this the, is this their I I wasn't I wasn't thinking necessarily the most known, but but now I I think I would speculate this it's their most known song. But I'm like, I open up. Let it be. Let it be is 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 uh, help. I, I would say is up there. Well, see, I, op- I feel like I've definitely oh. seen things that have said, "Here comes the sun" is their most like well known or like most streamed. Yeah, well, that's song or something. On, on really? Wikipedia, I, I think I, I definitely came across what what you know Alex is referencing. But also, when I open up Google Play, oh, it's at the top. Um, I know that's not. I, I know that's just for their platform, but then. 
sure but i mean on, yeah, that, that's on the wikipedia something. mentions that it is still their most played song I, I mean it makes sense i guess too yeah it's at the top of spotify too it's it's here comes the sun then let it be come together yesterday hey jude are the top five on uh on spotify um as of september 2019 is most stream beatles song in the uk with over 50 million plays that's so on yeah yeah i, I it all, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, it's 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 also like a hopeful, like it's the kind of song you want to sit down and listen to. Like, "Hey Jude" is is a good song, um, but like I, it it doesn't get uplifting until like first of all, it's seven minutes long, um, but it also like doesn't really get like super uplifting until like the back half. It's just kind of like kind of a sad song. Uh, "Yesterday" is is again again a great song, uh, sort of a, a love song, but it's it's somber. Um, whereas here comes the sun is is very sort of clearly, yes, this is an uplifting, happy song, um, that you know I I would very much see people wanting to listen to. Um, it's interesting. Uh, have Jake? I assume you listened to uh the whole playlist. Um, uh, Alex, I know you had a little less time. Did you have you listened to the full super deluxe edition of Abbey Road that came out last year? Um, no, actually, I didn't. I've been, dude. Uh, uh, Alex, J- Jake, Jake, I'm sure you listened to the 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 playlist I sent you, right? Uh, I listened to the Motion City cover, the Beatles original, and then I just been doing nothing but listening to the Beatles. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, well, so anyway, so so they they had an alternate take on the Super Deluxe Edition of Abbey Road, um, which is it says gotcha. take nine. They they had a lot of alternate takes and 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 alternate mixes, but it's interesting. So this. I don't know what take they use, what, what, you know, what of everything. Uh, obviously, it all still comes through in, in this alternate take. But one really interesting thing to me is that the bridge isn't there in the earlier take. The, the sun, 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 here it comes. It's just an instrumental breakdown there. Um, and, you know, just like every part of that, like the little sun, 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 here it comes is really nice. I don't know. It's like it's. It's a it's a good addition, I would say. I feel like part of it too is probably like the lyrics are very approachable and easy to remember. Yeah, like it's very easy to sing along to. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, here yeah. comes the sun, do 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 do, and I say it's all right. I mean, it's, yeah. everything starts with like all the choruses start with "Here comes the sun" in every line. All the verses start with "Little darling" in every line. Like, and it's you know, it's it's three verses that are two couplets each. And then a bunch of choruses, and it's, 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 you know, it, it now nowadays this is very traditional songwriting. Um, I I don't know about contemporaries, uh, but you know, chorus verse, chorus verse, chorus bridge, verse chorus outro, like that's that's kind of how you write a like it's textbook how to write a song, um, and and obviously you know, there's no. There's no band now that's not inspired by the Beatles in some way or another, uh, at least a little bit. And if they're not, then they shouldn't be playing music. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so so I, I definitely agree though that there's there's a nice simplicity to this to this song, which which probably you know contributes to it being something that so many people listen to. And like that's 
potentially why, you know, from ages five to 14 or whatever, this was my favorite Beatles song, because it's such a simple song that a child can be like, yes, I understand. Here comes the sun. Uh, Whereas like, you know, help is not particularly high level, but when you're five, you are much younger, so much younger than today, and you never need anybody's help in any way. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like... You know how like good children's movies or children's TV shows are like, and adults enjoy them just as much as kids. I feel yeah, like that's kind exactly. of the case. That's a, those are that's like if, really good points. Like if Raffi released the song, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense that Raffi, kid singer, released the song. Yeah, I mean, uh, which which is why so lyrically, it, it's kind of hard to go through moment by moment lyrically and discuss this one as we normally do. Because, uh, you know, it's it's pretty straightforward. And he even says it was the winter goes on forever and spring comes around and it's good. Here comes the sun. It's been a long, cold, lonely winter. Smiles are turning to their faces. Like, you know, there, there's a little bit of, of subtext of I was sad and now I am happy and that feels good. Um, but, uh, but a very basic sort of, yeah, it, it's... Uh, you know so yeah here here's uh he told the bbc similar thing it was just sunny and it was all the release of that tension that had been building up on me it was a really nice sunny day i picked up the guitar which was the first time i played the guitar for a couple of weeks because i'd been so busy and the first thing that came out was that song it just came like man it's always (laughs) it's like so depressing as somebody who tries to write songs to like listen to people like ben fold and the beatles and like like paul mccartney just wakes up one morning and he's like scrambled eggs I gotta write the song. <laughs> like, who does that? The Beatles. They fucking do that. It's bullshit. And yes, I shouldn't compare myself to the greatest band of all time. But <laughs> I feel like, like between something and here comes the sun. Like George was all always just like kind of sitting back, like watching John and Paul do their thing, and then finally he like picked, like collected all the stuff he learned together and. Yeah, put out. I mean, yeah, because something, yeah, heard. something is such a such a amazing song as well. Yeah, like just the, honestly, it's funny because when I was listening to the album, like something comes on and it's just like the little guitar moment, and uh, and it's just like oh, <laughs> like this is uh, like just just that little moment is like oh yeah, that's right. George Harrison was really really fucking good at guitar. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which which you sent to me, I think was that what you said verbatim to me. I uh something like that. It, it was uh I I I just uh let me see here. Dude, this is this is what I was thinking. Was... This is what I was thinking from like before. I'm like, is this just going to turn us into us talking about how good the Beatles are? Yep. And you I, said I, that. Yeah, I, I said yep. man, that little guitar riff at the beginning of something. Hot take: the Beatles are good. <laughs> George Harrison especially is like because like because I mean everyone talks about. John and Paul, right? Like John and Paul obviously were greats and all that, and and Paul is is still great and still making music, and and you know, uh, John has celebrities butchering Imagine in his honor, um, but uh, but uh, you know, like like as much as I love Ringo, like George Harrison, people love George Harrison, and George Harrison gets respect, but like. No one talks about George Harrison in the way that it seems maybe people should be talking about George fucking Harrison. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's talk about the cover. So uh, we're, this is a Motion City podcast. We should be talking about the cover that we're that we sat down to talk about. Um, I so 
Jake and I sat down basically and 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 we're you know we, we decide what what song to do next and and we weren't sure what song we wanted to do next uh but we we hadn't done any covers yet so we wanted to do one of the covers um and so we uh sat down and 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 decided we don't neither of us are a huge fan of this cover <laughs> I I like the cover just fine but it's like it's like it's just a it's a straight up cover like except for the little bit difference in the i don't know whatever there's the part where where the moog use by motion city is much more obvious it's the same song which is fine but it's the same song yeah yeah exactly it's there's 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 it's it's just it's you know what what we like in a cover and what we've mentioned before what we like in a cover is for the artist to do something like whether or not it's the best choice Making a choice is better than making no choice, um, and it's it's a very very competent cover. Like it's it's a very very competent straightforward cover, but there's just nothing special about it. Um, and you know, it, it seems like this band could do so much with it. They've done so much with their own music, and I don't know if it is like I don't know if it's that they didn't have a thought, or if it's like beholden to this iconic song, right? Like I, 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 I don't know who, who chose the song, right? I don't know if it was motion, like the, the people doing the Beatle project came and said, Hey, we want you to do here comes the sun. Or, if, or if they said, we want you to do a song and they said, we'd like to do here comes the sun. But uh, you know, th- there's definitely something difficult about taking a song so iconic and, and trying to make it your own. Um, but it seems like they might've gone the opposite direction and just not made it their own at all. Yeah, I have nothing to add to that. The, the, the you know the only the only thing I'm the only the only, yeah. the only thing I'm wondering is is if it if it is as you said like like they came to them and they said it. Uh, you know this is something I, I should I should have done, which is like listen to other Minnesota Beatles project songs and seeing if they are doing. I, out- so I, I've I've listened to a couple of them, um, and and a lot of them are trying something different. And to be honest, I. Of the stuff I listened to, I wasn't a huge fan. Like I, I didn't like those covers very much. Um, I mean, you are like the thing about adjusting a song like that is you are riffing on the Beatles, and it's really and then that's the, that's the problem, right? It's, it's very difficult to 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 do something with the exact like that's that's that is the point, right? Like I I wasn't necessarily a huge fan, but I like that they did something different, like because it is very very hard to to sit down and do something with the Beatles, <laughs> like they're the Beatles, you know, um, you, you actually mentioned to me that you wish they'd done Eleanor Rigby, but a different band did Eleanor Rigby on Minnesota Beatle project volume one. And I think they were like specifically trying to do different well, you know, songs. So that's, that's what I, you know, was thinking initially like going in is like, that seems to me like something that they would have, you know, been more of but honestly, um, as I was listening to as much of the Beatles as I could today, I, I listened to Revolver and uh, and got to get you into my life. There's a 13th track on Revolver, at least on the 2009 remaster that's on Google. That also felt like something I could have heard them. You know, it, man, it's so good. Everything, everything is so good. 
Yeah, like, <laughs> I feel like any one of their, like, hits, and even not their hits, could have very easily been, like, a one-hit wonder yes, for any exactly. band. Yeah, oh, for sure, like, yeah. It's it's funny, right, because so I was mentioning this to Alex before, is that, like, it seems that in general, Motion City's not going out and picking, like, very well-known songs to cover. Like, they're, they're a lot more likely to pick a a sort of b-side or, or less known song like they so they you know besides the um limbeck cover and the tramp my turtles cover which was just you know them and, and a friend uh when they cover the rentals i mean first of all just even covering the rentals uh but like their police cover was truth hits everybody they did a cover of rem's pop song 89 um they did a cover of my valuable hunting knife they did a cover of left and leaving by the weaker thans so it's it's interesting for them to have picked here comes the sun which is as we have said arguably the most known beatles song um when you know their other more often cover choices they when they when they did um the uh what's it called um the onion av club undercover thing many years ago uh they chose Cut Your Hair by Pavement off that list, like, because they're Pavement fans, or at least because Justin's a Pavement fan. Um, so it's it's interesting that they, that they would have chosen Here Comes the Sun. Again, I don't know if it was them who chose it or if it was the Beatle Project who chose it or, or what. Because um, it's also possible that they were like, hey, this is this is the best known band we have on from minnesota there's not a lot of well-known bands from minnesota um so where we want to give them this song who knows uh we, we don't necessarily know how that worked um but uh yeah i i don't know i i i, I and, and we pulled up a bunch of covers of this song and some of them made choices some of them made fewer choices um it's it's interesting but it's, it's always interesting to hear the choices whereas like there was definitely you know, after listening to this song a lot, both the original and the cover, um, I could I could by the end of it pick out not only the original from the cover but also the 2009 mix from the 2019 mix, uh, which I was proud of. Um, but uh, but like otherwise, it's a it's a it's kind of hard at the very very beginning. Like if you don't know you're listening, you might be listening to a cover if you just play it. Until Justin's voice comes in, there's there's almost no way to know that you're listening to a cover unless you really, really know this song super, super well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, like you said, it's just it's just the song, but by a different person. Yeah. Um, which is which is so unfortunate because they've done so much interesting stuff with their own music that I, I have to I have to think it was just that they were daunted by the task of covering the Beatles like it's that's it's a daunting task you know it's such an iconic act um I mean just speaking to the song you know and this is this is coming from being a fan but I, I do feel like Justin's very well suited for singing it I mean maybe that's just how much I like his voice already but it you know that's that's funny because Alex was telling me the opposite this afternoon <laughs> well hey 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 I am I'm a I'm a I'm a mostly yeah. fan so just you know I'm, I'm gonna like Justin singing on on anything yeah, that's fair. I just feel like George Harrison's very like soft-spoken kind of, and that kind of shows at least in "Here Comes the Sun." And then uh, Justin has a little more like 
Oh no, I I, I, harsh, I can't describe but like, it, but yeah, I get I get what you're saying completely. Yeah, that's like yeah, it's like George Harrison's talking. He's 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 got a, he's got a pop punk voice. Like he's he's a pop punk singer. He's got a pop punkier voice. So yeah, I I totally like because because I agree with Jake. Like it's it's a very competent cover. I like this band. I like Justin's voice. So you sit, I sit down and listen to it. And I'm like, yep, this is this is Justin Pierre singing. Here comes the sun. I have no problem with it. But <laughs> there is no world in which I would choose to listen to this song when the Beatles version exists. Like there's, I can I can just go and listen to George Harrison sing it, and it's the exact same thing but better. Um, like where, whereas in, in, in a, you know, in a different sort of cover, um, I, I, I can't name off the, the Minnesota Beatles Project songs I've listened to, but in a different sort of cover, it's like, maybe I like this, maybe I don't, but it's sufficiently different that I can see a world where I want to sit down and listen to this. It's like, uh, uh, I've harped on, I think I might've even done it on this show, harped on uh Weezer's Teal album before, uh, where every track on the Teal album is just Weezer's straight cover of an 80s song. And it's like, there is no song on here that I would rather listen to than, than just going and listening to a playlist of these 80s songs. Like there's, Rivers Cuomo's got a perfectly good voice. He's got a great voice. Everything is like they they play the song competently. But why would I listen to Weezer doing Mr. Blue Sky where I can just go listen to ELO doing Mr. Blue Sky and it's the same thing but slightly better because it's not somebody trying to do somebody else. I'm going to disagree with you. There's some songs by the Beatles that I just kind of consider like for me they feel I don't know like like saccharine like like just there, I don't. I don't actually like. You know, this song. It, it, it's it's great to listen to, but I just don't like the. I, I don't. Like, I don't see myself repeatedly listening to these kind of. Basically, all of the love songs. So, like, as I was listening to their early albums today, um, like like a hard day's night. Um, it's just like it's it's love song after love song, and you know some of these are incredible, but it's just like. I get tired of it. So even even with like mm-hmm. understanding and and for some of these like, like I do have to give the the credit of like this was, you know, paradigm defining when it came out and now it's just like you know, classic, it's iconic. Yeah, it's, it's but but like it 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 goes it, you're right, right? It, it goes from paradigm defining in the past and now it's it's trodden because yeah, like like you know, like, like, like every Every pop act after the Beatles, like, has some has that DNA in it because the Beatles were so big that, like, yeah, you can't go and listen to a Backstreet Boys song without being like, well, yes, but I can see how this song has parts of, you know, like how this song couldn't couldn't have existed without the Beatles having existed. Coldplay, you love you love Coldplay, right? But like, there is no world in which Coldplay exists without the Beatles. <laughs> Um, except, except the world of yesterday. Dis- except the world of yesterday. Uh, dis- despite how much yesterday wants you to think that Coldplay could exist without <laughs> the Beatles, they couldn't. There's no way. There's no way. There's also, I mean, there's no way Ed Sheeran could exist without the Beatles either. <laughs> but um, uh, so, so I was, I was saying all that, like, like, um, because I, I do see myself listening to the, the motions. I'm more, more likely, not likely really for either, but more likely to listen to the Motion City version than the. Beatles version because it's it's like that it's like can't buy me love it's like a bunch of other songs I should be able to name but I just can't um 
I just eight days a week. I just you know like like now as I was listening through Revolver, you know like every you know I'm I'm jamming. Um, so I, also songs on on Abbey Road like I Want You, She's So Heavy, like that was just yeah so into it. But this these these happy songs, I'm like eh. Eh. It's just, it's just. I mean, for 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 me, I I don't I don't get the point in listening to a cover <laughs> when it's so similar to the original. Like I, I I get the point in like maybe like even even if I liked it a tiny bit more, it's so similar to the original that it's just like, well, I should go listen to the Beatles version. Like it's, it, I I just I find no no reason to sit down and listen to sit down yeah sit down and listen to the most city version i guess alex what do you uh like can, can you can you imagine any reason you'd want to listen to this cover <laughs> over the original uh no yeah i mean really. that's what i'm at like it's it's fine yeah, like, fuck you jake <laughs> no, it's just like, cause like, cause like, there's, there's, there are other songs that I, in fact, so, so uh, again, we'll, we'll talk about this when we talk about, for example, Perfect Teeth. Um, but uh, uh, Perfect Teeth is is Jake's favorite Motion City soundtrack song. Oh, damn, you, you, you owe me on that one. I actually wasn't even going to make the point that that you don't like any covers of Perfect Teeth. Period. Um, They're fine. They're but fine. I was. <laughs> Because you love that song so much, you don't like any covers of Perfect Teeth. But I was—that's not even the point I was going to make. The point I was going to make is that um, uh, on the split Motion City soundtrack Limbeck release, Limbeck does a cover of Perfect Teeth, and it's different. Like it's—it's it's sufficiently different in a lot of ways, uh, in such a way that it's like, yes, I can see myself listening to this cover of a song that I like because it does something different. Uh, uh, with a little help of my friends, most people's knowledge of with uh, of yeah, with a little help of my friends is the uh, is it Joe Cocker, um, yeah the, the the Joe Cocker version that that played as the theme song of the Wonder Years, I believe. Um, so like, I I can totally see listening to a version of us like listening to a cover version of a song. I love covers. I'm I'm a big fan of covers. That's part of the reason that covers are such a big part of this show. Is I I like listening to the covers. I like discovering new covers. Um, but this is just one where I found it. I found it underwhelming. Now we can, however, talk about other covers, uh, which is what. I was gonna do next anyway. So, uh, so there's there are obviously a lot of covers of this song. There's a lot of covers of every Beatles song, um, but particularly this is you know as we said one of the most listened to Beatles songs. Um, honestly, so a lot of these covers are by other famous people. Um, let me what I'll what I'll play first is uh, so there's a couple of punk covers I grabbed um, just to sort of hear what potentially you know motion city is a is a pop punk band what a what a punk band i think could bring to this song so this one is from the voodoo glow skulls uh this is a little bit more like uh early ramonesy punk than it is later motion city type pop punk but uh, i'll play that anyway here Here 
again, I, I actually wouldn't say I'm a huge particular fan of that recording, um, but it is something that I think they did something interesting in, and and I like I like that they made choices. I don't like every choice they made. For example, it's it's kind of hard to to hear the words they're saying, and that's I don't know why they eat their words like that. Um, but it is kind of a, a punk thing to do, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, punk isn't my thing, <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, they're a ska like, punk band, apparently. So, I can hear a little bit of ska in there too. That makes sense. Um, I mean, for what little I know about punk, it seemed to be pretty well ex- ex- executed, like within that genre. Yeah, this band actually is even on Epitaph Records, which released most of Motion City's records. Um, the next one I have is from a Beatles cover band called The Punkles. Um, they they do all Beatles songs in sort of punk style. Uh, in fact, I, uh, they're the, the band, I don't know who the actual members of the band were there. They were a side project of the band Prolhead, a German band, but, uh, they, they didn't, their real names are not listed on the Wikipedia page, but they have, uh, fake, like, punk punk beetle mashup name so it's joey lennon instead of joey lamone jo- ramone rather dd harrison instead of i think it's also dd ramone uh sid mccartney instead of uh sid vicious and marky starkey i don't know who marky is oh marky ramone okay so yeah all marky's all ramones except for sid vicious uh sid, uh anyway and uh uh marky Ram- oh, yeah, richard starkey obviously is, is ringo star uh so here is the punkles cover of here comes the sun So that's that is more along the lines of what I think Motion City could have brought to this kind of song. Um is uh is sort of just, you know, sort of fast paced, bring the bring the vocals like match Justin's vocals more than they are they did. I don't know. This has made me want to find or or, or want to see if there's a ska cover. Because anytime you take a song that's even a little bit slow and make it fast, I want to hear trumpets. I can't. <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't see any. Uh, te- technically, Voodoo Glow Skulls is a ska punk band, but I don't think they have. Uh, I don't know if they have any horns. They have a saxophone and a trombone. So I don't know if there's a guy with a with a, like a trumpet, but that is yeah it means nothing <laughs> yeah they've they've had a trumpet they've had trump they have a trombone and a, a sax right now they've had a trumpet in the past i didn't hear any in that particular cover but uh who knows um we uh there's a couple of covers by very well-known artists i'm gonna get to those in a bit but uh there were a couple that i really like there this one is from um Sarah Meniscal Meniscal uh and this is sort of a a jazzed up version of it so here's this Little darling it's 
I also really I really like uh taking the the beginning guitar riff and putting it on a bass. Oh yeah. Uh which is I mean just sort of a jazzy thing to do, but I I like the again, the choice the choices were made and I like the choices that were made. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed that. I feel like it it plays very well as a as a jazz song. There's a there's a bossa nova cover on YouTube too. I'm not going to play that. It's 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 fairly similar. But uh, I think it's worth checking out. The, there's, there's so many, obviously, so many covers of this song. One of the ones in particular is by Nina Simone, and uh, you know she's one of those. Yeah, yeah. I was, gonna, I was gonna play that with the, with the, uh, the other uh, really famous people. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we, we will get back to that one though. Um, there is a, uh, gosh, was it the this, uh, this Hound and the Fox one? There's, there's two of them that were sort of. Um, turn it into uh, a sort of duet two or three of them um this hound and fox one uh was one that i that i liked and did something a little fun with it so here is that here comes the sun doo -doo -doo -doo. here comes the sun and i say it's all right little darling it's been a long cold long So I I like the inclination to sort of turn it into a duet. It's a little cutesy. The song's cutesy. Uh, like it's a little yeah. twee. The song's twee. The song is a little cutesy. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's a little bit. It's it's uh, kind of it made it made me want to fall asleep like in a good way. <laughs> It's very. It was very relaxing. Um, it's 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 difficult, right? Because because Jake, you're not wrong. The song is a little a little cutesy and tweet, but it's like, it's such like it's it's such. Yeah, they amped it up. Yeah, right. <laughs> like they didn't make up cutesy and twee, obviously, but it's just like, it's it's so inspires things that came after it that it's like you know I I don't know <laughs> it's it's so hard to talk about the Beatles. Um, this next one is from uh, Jacob Collier Collier. Uh, this I believe also has uh, I think Dodi uh, is uh, is the other vocalist in this one listening to that <laughs> I, I tell you what that 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 jake collier does not look like he can bust that voice out right no he absolutely <laughs> yeah he's he, he um uh i like because you can see the picture of him on the album cover uh i'll toss it into the discord here for alex because he doesn't see it uh this dude does not look like he has that voice uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh the female vocalist comes in the, the second verse uh and and she's great as well but it's just like it's like 
it is it's it's very very good like this this one i could totally see myself listening to just being like i kind of want to listen to the jacob collier cover of of here comes the sun um because i i liked that quite a bit um colby calais also did a cover um it's it sounds like a coffee shop version. I'll skip past it again. You can find that one uh, on YouTube. Um, very easy to find. Uh, let me play real quick. Uh, we haven't talked. We we t- have danced around the movie yesterday a couple times. Let me play the version uh, of Here Comes the Sun from yesterday, which actually is used as sort of a scene transition in the movie. about sort of all the music in yesterday uh i think they 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 put some effort clearly into um like making it sound as if there was you know there has like there's there's a modern studio behind things and you can't you can't you can't just release a beatles song today if the beatles don't exist because of the way musical tastes are different um although obviously the music musical tastes aren't what they would be without the Beatles existing. It's catch 22 sort of. Um, but, uh, uh, I, I like how there's like some subtle differences. The drums are a little different. The, um, he doesn't, he doesn't do the dude and doo doo. It's just, it's just played on the ukulele there. Um, and in fact, there's ukulele in it. Uh, I like it. I, I watched, so I watched the movie yesterday with my, my mom I watched it with my dad last winter and then I watched it with my mom a couple weeks ago and it's funny because she really points out that when he sings summer song it's bad like his singing is she doesn't she thought his singing was bad and then suddenly when he's singing the Beatles the singing is better too <laughs> so I don't know um yeah it's it's a it, I don't, it, it's different right because because also the reason for it in the world is that there are no Beatles in that world. You know what I'm saying? I like it. It's fine. I just couldn't stop thinking about the, like the, the conceit, the, of the, we've talked about many times of, right. Of, of maybe they should have explored a little bit more what it means. I'm not saying saying that they needed to explore it. I'm just, it's, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, everybody coming back at the end of Endgame. What's going on? We're just gonna ignore this bizarre world. It's 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 a really really interesting premise that doesn't do a whole lot with it. What the other thing, the other thing we talked about is like, it's like it's like there's not like what are you actually gonna do with that? I, like I don't think there's necessarily something to do with that idea. You've seen the movie, right, Alex? I have not. You've not I've, seen the movie yesterday. I've been a bad Beatles fan. I know, man. It's on HBO Max. You do not have HBO Max? Uh, I have HBO something or other. I'm pretty, do, you watch Bear, Bear. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty certain it's on HBO something or other. Yeah, I think it's on all the HBO things. So, Gotcha. Maybe <laughs> like, I'll be on my list Jake, for this weekend. 
Jake uses that as an excuse to be like, hey, watch Barry. <laughs> I've watched all of Barry, oh. actually. <laughs> yes. How good is that show? It's so good. He's, he's a serial killer. About Barry he's, a, he's an assassin. And he's, an actor. he's just an assassin, he's a, like, right? I, I know. I mean, I, that, I that, that, we're splitting hairs. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't... It's, not, it's not Dexter. Let's be real here. <laughs> um... <laughs> All right, we got a we got a couple more. Uh, we haven't actually gotten to a remix on this show before, uh, but this is a a house remix of Here Comes. I found a couple of remixes. I actually really liked the lo-fi version until I listened to it with headphones on, and then it was disorienting, like the left right switch. Uh, but this house remix, I really like the first two and a half minutes, and then it starts to overstay its welcome. But here's a, a bit of a part of it because uh, it is a, a good remix. Sometimes I really admire just the absolute confidence like remix artists have with putting <laughs> putting drums and bass on anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty good though. I think this is actually uh, pretty solid because a lot of them I agree are just like, what are you doing? Uh, I think we had a Motion City one one time that was like, what is even happening here? This is not a remix. This is just you just threw some drums and bass on this. Um, but this I found fun. Oh yeah, no. There are plenty <laughs> yeah. of songs like that, but also I could totally jam not, to this in the club. I'm normally not huge on remixes, but that was pretty good. And like <laughs> it like highlights the existing sounds. Yeah, I guess. like that's 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 what you gotta do in a good remix. And uh and yeah, most of them don't do that. And uh I uh I was not I guess I, I I was gonna say I wouldn't say most of them, but at this point we're at a point that everybody in, in can do a remix in their bedroom, so uh yes, most of them. Um but uh yeah, I, I, I liked this one. I was a I was a fan. This next one I probably wouldn't play otherwise, uh except that uh, one of the artists singing it just passed away. This is the Glee cast version of Here Comes the Sun. Uh, it's uh, Demi Lovato and uh, the recently passed Naya Rivera. Uh, it, is actually, it is actually pretty good. Normally I'd skip past it just to be like, hey, listen to this on your own time, but I uh, just want to give a, a quick play of this. Here comes the sun, doo-doo-doo. Here comes the sun, I say, it's alright Little darling, it's been a long, cold, lonely winter Little darling, it feels like years since it's been here Here comes the sun, so yeah, uh, again, a, a perfectly competent cover. Nothing, uh, nothing like too too special, but uh, 
perfectly good, just like just like most of the Glee covers were at the time. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> I agree with what you said. Uh, all right, Jake, you you mentioned the Nina Simone version that's coming now. This is the Nina Simone cover of Here Comes the Sun. Uh, this was way back. This was, I think, in like the, the shortly after the song, right? This has to be like early seventies. Um, and Nina Simone obviously is a legend uh, in her own right. Yes, yeah, so the legendary. So Nina here, Simone. yeah. So here is uh, the Nina Simone cover of Here Comes the Sun. hard to say anything it's 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 really really excellent um nina simone obviously a legend uh this was yeah this was 1971 and it was a, a cover record it was a cover album called here comes the sun all uh nina simone covers of pop and rock songs from the era um it's really really good <laughs> yeah i agree i like that a lot jake jake do you uh, have something particular to say on it earlier because you mentioned it no, just uh, just you know, she's one of those early. I don't, I don't know what you say of, of of the genre figures, but one of those like that you'll discover. You know, something something we're talking about, which is which is the 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 artist's artist. Yeah, someone who just everybody cites as so many people cite as this. You know, tremendous influence on on their own music. Yeah. So, um, John Lennon, John Lennon himself said. Uh, so I very highly of someone. That would make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next one is uh, from a great songwriter in his own right. Uh, this is Bon Jovi doing a cover of Here Comes the Sun that he does, I think, quite a bit live. So this is uh, his cover. Uh, Richie Sambora on a, a double-necked guitar, although he's only using one neck of the guitar. Um, I think I think it might use. I don't know if he used the other one later, but uh, yeah. Uh, again, uh, John Bon Jovi is a great musician. Uh, this is the kind of it's the kind of thing where it's like, yes, if I was seeing this live, although yeah, if I was seeing it live, great. I would love to see Bon Jovi cover this song live. Uh, seems like a great experience, um, but otherwise, you know. There's the Beatles. The Beatles exist. 
Yeah. <laughs> yep. It was, it was fine. Yeah, it's perfectly perfectly well done. This yeah. <laughs> this next one uh is from it's either it's either uh Crosby Simon and Nash or Simon and Crosby Nash. Uh it's uh, uh David Crosby and Graham Nash along with Paul Simon. Uh Paul Simon who obviously was was also friends with George Harrison uh doing uh doing a live uh cover of Here Comes the Sun. So here is this. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. And I say, it's all right. Little darling, it's been a long, cold, lonely winter. Darling, it feels like years since it's been here. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. And I Another one that I was going to sit down and keep listening to. I realized I was doing a show. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm screwing up to it. Right? Yeah, it's just, it's really it's 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 good that they like they add the harmonies. Obviously, Crosby and Nash are. Uh, excellent musicians they're well known paul simon again one of the one of the great songwriters um and again in a way take take the song even slow it down a little bit not a lot but a little bit and and make it their own in in a big way and uh yeah big fan i thought it was really good as well and i'm a big paul simon fan like i was saying with like how george harrison has like the kind of the soft-spoken voice i think paul simon kind of has that same quality in his singing voice. Uh yeah. Yeah, ex- absolutely. Yeah. Um Yeah. Uh yeah, so Simon also played it with George Harrison on Saturday Night Live. Uh when he was a musical guest on Saturday Night Live in the 70s, I think. Um so here is uh Simon and Harrison playing Here Comes the Sun. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend George Harrison. Just want to listen to George Harrison play "Here Comes the Sun" forever and ever at all times. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't who that that introduced him there at the beginning of the clip. Simon. It was Paul Simon and George Harrison together. Um, gotcha. So yes, I think I think I think Paul Simon was the musical guest for the episode, and and George Harrison was um, in New York, so he was like, "Hey, come play your song with me." I feel like I've read. I think Paul Simon was on SNL like a lot in the early days. Yeah, yeah. Paul Simon. Paul Simon has definitely done SNL. I think probably more than any musical guest. Um, it was. It was like it was early SNL. They had somebody on two or three times a season sometimes. So I think. I think probably uh, if if 
if there's, if there's not a Steve Martin, Paul Simon episode, I'd be shocked um, because yeah. of, uh, of how much both of them were on in the early days. But uh, yeah, um, apparently there was, uh, I, I, I have not uh, looked this up to, to verify, but apparently uh, at some point, uh, there was a uh, Lorne Michaels had put out basically a three thousand dollar bounty for a Beatles reunion. That if the Beatles reunited on Saturday Night Live, he'd give them three thousand uh, dollars. And uh, George showed up and tried to collect, and Lorne was like, "It's three thousand for all four, but he would give George the money to do live from New York at Saturday night. Uh, so that's uh, yeah, I've, I've heard that story. I think I've heard uh, Paul was at John's apartment, I think, and they thought about just like walking over there or whatever. They were. They decided they were too tired to go, so we missed a Beatles reunion because they were a little sleepy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Simon hosted the second episode. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. He's got a, got a long history with Saturday Night Live. Uh, there is a George Harrison only recording from 1971. Uh, so this will be the last sort of cover alternate version type thing we'll play. This is uh, Harrison without the Beatles playing Here Comes the Sun. sort of everything drops out for the guitar to play that little riff uh it's it's uh it's a really great bit of songwriting <laughs> uh it's killer uh hot take the beatles are good <laughs> just like in case in case nobody in case it, it, just <laughs> tell your friends that there's this underground band they're called the beatles they're uh they're pretty good <laughs> Um, any final thoughts on this song or on these covers or on the Motion City cover in particular? I have none. None um, thoughts? Beatles yeah. good. Shocking. Beatles good, man. The Beatles are real good. Beatles good. It's, it's, it's one of those things <laughs> of like, you, you sit down and listen to the Beatles and you're like, oh yeah, that's right. There's a reason that they were uh, the biggest thing since Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, bigger than Jesus, I think is what he said, right? The, the quote was bigger than Jesus. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's a reason that the Beatles are the Beatles and, and this is it. Uh, as far as the Motor City cover goes, it's a perfectly adequate cover. Uh, I would be happy to hear them play it live, but, uh, I, I find, I find no reason to, to go and listen to it in an album. Um, Cool. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Motion City Podcast. Uh, Alex, thank you for joining us on such short notice. Uh, if yeah, uh, if the people want to find you, uh, your Twitter is Bernie the Jet, correct? That's correct. Bernie the Jet. He's got uh, 147 followers, so let's let's crank those numbers up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Most of them people I knew in high school. If you if you like baseball. Uh, there is certainly baseball stuff. Uh, We're bad jokes. 
<laughs> Sorry, I just saw this tweet, this retweet from uh, Fox Sports Arizona fan poll question. Where's the D-backs biggest problem? A, offense, B, pitching, C, tough schedule to start, <laughs> D, COVID challenges, and COVID is third. Like, mm, pretty sure everyone's biggest problem is the pandemic. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, solid Twitter. Worth following. Give give that wasn't that wasn't your original joke, although this chalk zone joke, fucking hysterical. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely correct. This thing does look like the blue guy from Chalk Zone. Uh <laughs> sorry. I just read Shower LaCroix. <laughs> just that's it. That's the tweet. <laughs> Worth following. Give uh give give Alex a follow. If you want to follow the show, we are at Motion City Pod. Uh Jake is at the boredom line. I am at Kuhan. The band is at Motion City Music. Alex, you said you're not a big punk fan. Are you going to listen to any more Motion City soundtrack after this? I'll be honest. certainly you can check be honest. them out. I'll, yeah, I'll definitely check them out and um, uh, I, I, see what else I sent they you have a to offer. I sent you a handful of songs. I sent I sent Alex uh, Everything is Alright, My Favorite Accident, Hold Me Down, and Timelines as just sort of a, you know, here's here's a quick little primer. I'll send you the full primer playlist that I that I put together um, if you want to, like, actually give them a, give them a, a go. But... Um, yeah. yeah, I figure if uh, two people like them enough to make a whole podcast about them, there must be <laughs> something pretty good about them. Um, follow, yeah, so the, the band individually, you know their socials, JCPMCS, Tony Thaxton, uh, Josh's It's Chudy on Twitch, Tony's got his podcast, Bizarre Albums, which is worth checking out. In fact, I think, Alex, you would like Bizarre Albums. Um, and uh, that'll do it for this episode of Motion City Podcast. Until next time. Sun, sun, sun. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> that honestly, literally, that might stay in. <laughs> we'll see. Until next time. Do 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 do. Do 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 do.